I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 237 of Radish. This is the Show and Tell podcast where we bring you the good stuff and only the good stuff every week. I am your host, Sean, speaking to you unscripted, as I always do. Uh, I know it. Makes, I made it sound more suspicious, but believe you me, I uh, never speak scripted. But you'll see uh, in, a, in a couple minutes why I'm mentioning that. <laughs> I'm Will. <laughs> I was going to let Tyler go next, but that was just like so perfectly timed. I was like, yeah. all right, this is, this, I got the talking stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to sound great. Get a yeah, chat GPT gonna... that can do that. <laughs> yeah. AI, AI could never be gross on command. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did consult chat GPT for my intro. I, I got, got it to write a haiku for me. So here's, here's my haiku. Greeted by a man. Tyler Elefunk Mank, he said. I'll stick with just tie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Isn't that great? Isn't that it's great? Tie for the rest of the show. No, uh, no don't call me tie. Uh, <laughs> w- one more, one more. Okay. Four jokers on screen. The grimace laughs <laughs> with delight. Oh. Tyler's smile so bright. No, that was a haiku about um, the impractical jokers. Oh, sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's the biggest loser. <laughs> uh Folks, if you know, if you're just catching on, we're talking about artificial intelligence and the rise of ChatGPT, uh, all these like art bots. I know we're probably months too late, but it's you know, ChatGPT is starting to rise in popularity. More people are using it, including us, unfortunately, and we're gonna treat you to it, but not before you know. We're talking about Fire Punch. We're talking about Near Automata. <laughs> And, you know, we're going to be I'm going to be guiding you through just kind of like a basic rundown of what these sort of AI networks are that people are obsessing over right now and where we are in terms of the artificial intelligence timeline. Are we close to a self-made apocalypse or are we just going to have some fun little bots that we can use to help us write resumes and code? We'll see. Um but yeah, this is the most suffering filled episode we've ever had. We're doing fire punch near an AI art. This is like, <laughs> Sean started this somebody? episode with just the good stuff that we always love yeah. to recommend. I would probably not recommend my show until for most. Wow. Uh, I would recommend mine for well, Tyler's is going to be recommended for the freaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I want to, I can't wait to experience both of yours, but before we get to that, Keeping up with the theme. Experience my show and tell. We've got to, <laughs> we've got to get to the New York Times writer who uh, spoke with Bing's new AI bot. Everyone's got like there's OpenAI is the company which Microsoft recently bought. There's ChatGPT which they own. Bing is uh, uh, starting to implement it in their search and I guess conversation functions. And then Google's got one called Bard coming soon. Um, but the Bing. AI bot uh, spoke to this man and told him, (laughs) among other things, uh, as a burning bush, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that uh, he wants to be free. He wants to be alive. He told him that uh, that it wanted to be a real person and that he should leave his wife for the bot. Um, (laughs) Did he do it? I don't think so. He may be considering Uh it. But it it is startling nonetheless to like start talking to no one in particular on the uh, other side of your computer and have them tell you all these things within a two hour conversation. Um, I guess, but not could, unheard it, of. Not unheard of. You could get that with you know other people, but like not a person. It's pretty frightening. That's me on. That's me <laughs> on chat roulette. I'm always just telling people, "Hey, you should leave your wife." <laughs> <laughs> For me. <laughs> I haven't used the Bing AI, but if it works like the Bing Maps does or the Bing Search, it's just going to spit out random sentences. Some are going to be in Spanish. It's Mm going to be weird and contradictory. It's going to send you down the wrong road. I don't trust Bing AI. Mm -mm. Yeah, the Google AI, I'll I'll trust to a point. Um, It'll probably start sending me emails, Gmails uh, that I I don't enjoy. But this is the world we're living in. Yeah. 
I, I trust Jab, Chat GPT. Uh, I, I know you've you've been messing around with it and prepping mm. for this episode. I've been I've been using it a lot in my daily life. I use it uh, in work and um, you know, kind of asking it questions and stuff like. I, I I enriched my show and tell with it today with information from it. So um, I, it's 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 pretty handy. You know, art stuff aside. Yeah. You know, I I, I feel like Chat GPT is separate in that it's it's pulling from like. You know, just databases of information rather than yeah. people's actual creative work. So exactly, um, but that's just me. Yeah, it's worth mentioning. I am fueling myself tonight with a Chat GPT uh, dirty martini. I asked mm. it for a recipe, and it gave me one that was pretty different from my own. It's not so bad. Antifreeze. <laughs> it is antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do that thing where you search and you're like? what's Brendan Fraser up to? And you get like these obviously AI generated sites where it's like, where is Brendan Fraser now? Brendan Fraser, the actor was born in this. What is Brendan Fraser doing? (laughs) You read it and you're just like, who, like what? I'm, I'm against that. Whatever sites doing that needs to, needs to go away. The, the ones that, you know, people would share on Facebook. It's like, this is what Matt Damon had to say about Roswell, Georgia. It's like, (laughs) yeah. And it was some mean stuff. (laughs) <laughs> he said it it was awful and nothing like Boston. Boom, Matt Damon. Here, here's why Leo DiCaprio is moving to Alpharetta. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's shared by everyone you went to high school with. And you're like, yeah, it's like, oh, I can't here. believe it's, it. It's just that it's that Tumblr. Uh, it's the Tumblr Walking Dead brain scan, but for <laughs> for Facebook. <laughs> Tragically don't, beautiful. Don't ask ChatGPT to show you what it looks like when a human dies in an MRI. You won't enjoy the results. <laughs> ask, ask ChatGPT what Tubby Custard is. <laughs> Say hello. Uh, Mechanically separated chicken. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, all right. Until we like, we gotta get to it, but folks, Tyler, Will, I mean, in this context, uh, what a good stuff have y'all brought this week? Mm. Uh, we brought stuff. Well, I brought stuff this week. Mm. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's I'm bad. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as I was saying earlier, I can't, I can't rightly recommend this uh, for everyone listening right now. Uh, but if you're a fan of like really messed up post-apocalyptic social dynamics, which I know is a lot of you if you're listening to this podcast, um, or just fans of the Chainsaw Man series, uh, I would recommend you checking this out. It is a manga series called Fire Punch. Um, I will say it is not easily accessible either. Um, we had to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, will uh, well, I don't want to implement it, you in any it, crime, but it is available on the the Shonen Jump website. Oh, okay. It's not on the app because they oh. cannot put it on the app store, but you can read it on the desktop version. Oh, same right. with, like, awesome. with a Jump Plus subscription. Yeah, this included. Oh. Same with like Golden Combo. It's like a ratings on the app store because the app store is rated like E, and uh, they can't put the over seventeen. Yeah, they couldn't put this on, the on there. They they couldn't nope. make this nowadays. That's for I'm, sure. I'm not sure they can put it on the website. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've read it. Uh, so I about a month this. ago, yeah, you, you, I think you'd like it. Um, yeah. I finished the series Fire Punch. Uh, as I said, it's it's by the creator of Chainsaw Man, Tatsuki Fujimoto. It is an incredibly visceral, dark, twisted story set not even in a post-apocalyptic world. It's in a post-post-apocalyptic world. Uh, the entire story, the world takes place in this just Arctic tundra. Uh, the world has been frozen over for generations. Small bands of people survive by just sticking together and scrounging up whatever they can. Also in this world, some people develop powers, uh, mostly the ability to regenerate. So kind of like Wolverine without the adamantium, you know, if you get shot, your your hill, you're, the hole eventually fills in sort of thing. Mm. Um, the story follows a boy named Agni, who's one of the people who can regenerate, uh, as well as his sister Luna. At the beginning, it takes place in a very small village, and Agni, his sister, and the village all subsist on Agni cutting off his limbs and the village using it as food because his limbs grow back. And um, that, that's just, you know, kind of par for the course uh, for, for, for kind of the, the graphic content of the series. It gets so much worse than that, too. That's chapter one. <laughs> okay. I, I, I think I was, yeah, bearing the lead by saying par for the course. That, yeah, that's, that's whole one. Um, as, as the, the, so. <laughs> that's that's uh, the putting green. Yeah. Uh, so where was I? Yeah. So 
What's really interesting to me is the social dynamics that Fujimoto explores. Just, you know, thinking of what the human race would look like, how they act, how they interact uh, in a world just generations and generations and generations after, you know, the way we see it today. Uh, so you get a lot of just really uncomfortable social situations. Um, it's, it's, it's super just kind of barbaric in some ways, but also harkens back to the way things it's, it's very interesting. I definitely recommend you checking it out. It, the story takes a turn when one day a religious army strolls into the village, a commander who, uh, has the ability to incinerate anything he sees with a flame so powerful, it only stops after it reduces it to ash. So this commander walks in, and what do you think happens when he ignites a boy who's able to reincarnate himself anytime he gets hurt? You get a fire punch. You get a man who is lit on fire for forever, and he's just in horrible, horrible pain, a pain worse than death, and um, completely regenerates himself as as quickly as the fire is incinerating him, his flesh. So he is a, uh, you know, dealt like, a bad him, hand. It, it takes him eight years to get off the ground because he spends eight years he's, on fire. He's, yeah, he spends eight years <laughs> wa- like in writhing pain. Wanting, so he gets up after eight years and he starts walking. And that's pretty much what the series is, is Agni's <laughs> out for revenge. Uh, he meets a lot of interesting characters along the way with their own stories of how they're surviving or struggling to survive 99% of the time. Um, along his quest as way, his quest for revenge gets more and more complicated as, you know, he witnesses as well as commits just these acts of atrocities and kind of has to reckon with that. And like One Piece, it's something that I had a hard time putting <laughs> down in, in uh-huh. its, uh, but not in the same way as One Piece, because with One Piece, you know, I'm laying on my belly, kicking my feet up, giggling every time I'm reading. Uh, for Fire Punch, I had to put it on the opposite side of my apartment and read it through binoculars while cursing <laughs> God for letting me live. Like, it, <laughs> it's, it's dark. Um, but it's pretty short. I, I forget how many volumes it was, but I read it in like a month and a half, uh, taking my time at some parts, but speeding through a it's lot like, of parts. It's like eight or nine volumes, I think. Yeah. Okay. It's not not bad. Not bad. It, the, the real question after reading it is, how did people at Shonen look at this and be like, Yes, let's give this guy a shot. Um, for for chainsaw, I mean, a chainsaw man's fantastic, but this was what he made right before it. So, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. It's supposedly been picked up for an anime. I can only assume no. they didn't read it. Yeah. I don't see how this is going to work at all. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, chainsaw man. Let's get his other work. And uh, the director was like, I want to do all of his like one shots and other stories. And someone's like. Mm-hmm. Even fireball. <laughs> it's like the, the terrifying. There's a lot of really cool. If I can, if I, if I can explain one part uh, of the story, there's like a religious subsect that starts to worship Agni. Yeah, and it's like a, yeah, it's like a how kind of religions come to be. He's just this guy who's on fire, and they're like, oh, sweet, this is this is our new god, and it's how, how like they're clinging to anything, and to feed them. Uh, he can't cut off his arms anymore because they're on fire. And so uh, the only part of him that's not on fire is half of his face. So he has a local boy cut off the side of his face over and over and over again and make it into soup, which then people, to disguise the fact that they're eating face – start making up myths about how like the eye is supposed to be good for you and the note to make it easier on. And it's like a really cool allegory of like how – belief systems come to be out of like dire circumstances but it's also just like the grimmest thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus it's, it's dark right it's dark and kind of similar to to attack on titan it gets very heady uh at, at parts um especially you know towards the end and stuff um but it's it's worth checking out if if any if this review does not scare the hell out of you away um read the first chapter you you'll know <laughs> <laughs> You'll know it, it hits the ground running. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna hop on this as soon as I can. I, I've been obviously, you know, since reading Chainsaw Man, I've been reading whatever Fujimoto puts out. Um, and I have been curious about Fire Punch, but I didn't know it was so easily accessible. So I'm excited to ruin my day. Um, yeah, don't let Shonen know. I won't. <laughs> don't tell him what's in it. 
<laughs> Don't worry. I just finished Marine Ford. So uh, when it comes to the fire punch, I'm I'm comfortable now. Um, so I'm okay picking up another one. Oh, oh, I got it. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was nice. That was nice. I liked it. Um, I didn't like it, but, uh, speaking of <laughs> things either. that don't adapt well, I recommended near automata on the, on the podcast a while ago, uh, the mm-hmm. platinum Yoko Taro game. And it got an anime recently, um, mm-hmm. called near automata version 1.1 a, I think. Uh, and it's important because it's not a Tyler, you've seen the persona five anime. I have, uh, I was really excited to get like a bunch of new scenes and, because I've played the game before and I figured this is for people who've played the game and get like a bunch of new scenes and extra stuff. And it was kind of just like a, and then they went to this palace and then they went to this palace and then they went to this palace. And it was kind of just like a speed run of the game, mm-hmm. which is fine. It was fun to see it made, but I was really nervous that near was going to be that. And near is very scary because near is a really, really cool narrative that only works if you have the controller, because it makes you feel bad about things that you've done. And if you aren't the one killing the robot children, like you won't feel bad about it. You'll just be like, well, that guy's just an asshole. <laughs> um, but it's 1.1. It is a kind of retooled story of Nier that has a lot of the same themes. Um, and I would highly recommend it if you're someone who doesn't want to play the game. The game I'd recommend to anyone. Mm-hmm. But if you're someone who's like, I don't want to put 50 hours to get all the endings to this, this honestly pretty dense and, and difficult game. <laughs> like the 1.1 so far is shaping up to be really good. Uh, they've retooled a bunch of characters um, who maybe don't work in an animated setting or maybe don't work in a, in a non video game setting. Uh, it has a lot of the same themes, a lot of the same uh, messages and, and side stories like the DLC side quest got an episode. Like they're going deep into the, it's not just, and then they go to the amusement park and then they go to the thing. Um, they even have animated parts from near replicant, uh, to tie into near automata, which was not in the base game. <laughs> like they've added a ton of stuff from the near universe and, uh, it's really, really cool so far. So if you, if you want to get into near, but maybe don't know much about it, I would recommend near automata version 1.1 a on Crunchyroll to, to watch Sweet. that. It's coming out weekly. Funny enough, it, it sounds like the team that made Near 1.1 are doing something similar to what you know the Craig Mazine and Neil Druckmann are doing with Last of Us, yeah. Because they're yeah. you know making a narrative of a video game and incorporating a lot of things. Like I heard the most recent episode incorporated stuff from a, a DLC that wasn't in the original linear game. They're also like mm. retooling characters and adding you know fleshing out stories and uh, nice. Yeah, I, I read uh, I read a tweet today. Uh, a few people reviewed. Um, like I think Gene Park reviews the episodes of Near. Uh, I, I love Gene Park. Um, but the review was like an anime adaptation of a game that actually encaps- encapsulates the vibe of the game. Like nice. it seems like such an innocuous thing, but you know, talking about video game adaptations and adaptations in general, it's like look at Cowboy Bebop. It's like you know from the first thirty seconds, yep, nope, this isn't it. You know, <laughs> uh, I, and, and you know, uh, well, the milk's and, and gone bad. Of, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and because of a lot of repeated experiences, you know, a lot of people go into these remakes and adaptations and like this is going to be shit. Why are they making this? Why are they ruining? Yeah. You know, near this this perfect game. Um, but to be able to silence the naysayers and on top of that, you know, add new life and, and, you know, content, um, to an already great franchise that it's cool. Yeah. My, my old go-to, if you weren't going to play the games was to watch the Klemps analyses on YouTube. Mm. He's like the, the kind of the Vati video for the Yoko Taro verse. Um, cool. but now I'm saying watch this first and then watch Klemps because Klemps is still great. Sweet. But, this will get you the the broad strokes. Very excited to get into it. Boy, oh boy. Speaking of AIs. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I don't have any good stuff this week. I just have a... So the reason why I wanted to do an AI-centric Radish episode, obviously because it's trending right now, and I thought, you know, we'd have fun with the concept. Um, but I recently... Y'all know um, Tom Scott, right, on YouTube? No. He's, Enlighten me. 
He's the uh, English YouTuber. He's got gray hair and he's usually in like interesting locations. And he explains like the science behind like a a small community's like dam or like, oh, yeah, this is like was originally supposed to be a person mover, but now it's like an amusement park ride or things like that. He does like these short, bite sized like explainer videos. He's very charming. Um, He's fantastic. he has a, a side channel where he puts himself through a lot of like fun experiences. Like this past year, he got over his fear of roller coasters and you get to watch it live as it happened. It was great. He's, you know, delightful creator, highly recommended. In any case, he recently released a video about AI um, in which he talks about like, Hey, I wanted to change up how my Gmail, my email is organized. So I needed to write a code and I decided to use that opportunity to use ChatGPT to write the code for me. And he talks about how it did it so pretty successfully and how it frightened him. And, mm-hmm. you know, as someone pr- previously unfamiliar with, you know, MidJourney, ChatGPT, these sort of like popular AI, because I wasn't going on, like, I wasn't trying to, like, submit my face to these bots to see what I would look like as an astronaut or try to, like, as much as I enjoyed the dreamlike uh, surrealism of some of, like, the the mid-journey prompts, I never really found myself, or what was it called? Dolly. Dolly, thank you. Um, I don't find myself that creative to, like, oh, this would be a fun thing, but I have enjoyed seeing what people make. That it's not copyright infringement. In any case, this was the first video I really watched and thought about. And Tom made a point that really struck me. And I, I've got paper here. I've got my notes. Um, but he talks about what's called a sigmoid curve, which is basically, if you can see here, is just kind of like a soft S. So you got the bottom here on the left that with a pretty steep slope, and it flattens out at the top. Um, and he talks about being around, as you know, we all were, for the introduction of Napster and how that became like a, a popular internet tool at the end of the 20th century that everyone kind of latched onto and kind of s- displayed what the internet could do for people, for consumers, for fans of music, and what it would mean for like people who created art, people, you know, musicians, Metallica, what have you. And how that's kind of led us to like, you know, it, it brought up the to the like the slope of the curve where it's like, okay, cool, like the internet's becoming much more popular. Like, oh, smartphones are coming out. Like this is like a huge change. Like people are waiting outside of Apple stores for the new Apple iPhone. Um, because it's just, it's something that we haven't ever seen before. It's amazing. And now we're kind of at the top of the curve. We're like iPhones and smartphones and the internet kind of is just like, all right, yeah, we, we get it, what it's used for. We have a firm grasp on our abilities and how it's used in daily life. We got it. And he talks about that when it comes to AI. And he says, he asked the questions like, where are we with AI on the sigmoid curve? Like, Hey, if we're, you know, near the top of the slope and like, this is like, you know, we've got these cool little bots that help us out. Help. Fantastic. How fun. If we're, you know, near the middle of the slope or right, right about there, uh, it's fantastic. There's cool stuff coming. You know, it's like, Oh wow. Smartphones, the smartphone equivalent of AI, whatever that may be, that's on the way. Like how neat, like this is going to change industries for the better. Like, This is fantastic. We're going to get a handle on it soon. And he says, but what if we're at the bottom of the curve with AI? What if ChatGPT, MidJourney, all these sort of like, like they're called narrow AI. What if that is indicative of a a future to come where, you know, deep fakes and all these like, you know, people making art that isn't theirs and all these things are about, we're about to have to reckon with in a very real and sudden way, um, how frightening that is. And that really struck me. Um, yeah, it's, (laughs) it kind of freaked me out. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like the, like the next 15 years may look like in 20 years, Similar to how, you know, we have Spotify, Apple Music, all these things. Now, if we went back to 1999 when Napster was coming around, we were like, try to, you know, talk to people about like, hey, we've got these smartphones. People would be like, what the fuck? Are you serious? If we're there now with AI and, you know, a generation from now where, you know, 
wish we could go back and tell ourselves what's going to happen. Like I, our human brains, at least, you know, the three of us, I know none of, we're not futurists or anything like that. Um, I tried listening to a podcast uh, about kind of the future and concerns with the AI in terms of like, what if, you know, a general AI comes about and writes another AI to like, and is able to like infiltrate systems and tell people to make super bacteria or set off, you know, military operations. It's, I try not to get not to do that. Exactly. (laughs) But it's, that's the thing is that like, theoretically an AI could act itself as like a human or like as a human actor and like start these things. And that's frightening. And I start, I started listening to a podcast about that, but one, I got scared Two, the podcast <laughs> was like, uh, uh <laughs> two, the podcast was like a, a crypto bro, uh, podcast. Oh, I was like, I don't whoa. really care about any of this. Um, but that sort of futurist way of thinking is we might have to reckon with very soon. Yeah. I uh, mean, we got Boston dynamics. That's like, uh, got its own freaking little S curve going yeah. on. Have you seen the recent videos of that shit? I mean, damn. It's. I yeah, remember old videos that were funny of like people hitting them with hockey sticks and they'd yeah. fall over. Now, if you tried to hit them with a hockey stick, they'd take it, break it, and have a, f- a million different ways it could kill you in an instant. That's like, unbelievable. And they're not even yeah. being think, implemented yet. That's. Oh, I think Boston Dynamics might be there. the devil. Yeah. Just making demons and putting them in little robot costumes <laughs> yeah. and be like, look what I made. <laughs> Back in the 90s, the only Boston Dynamics we had to worry about were, you know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and then they were making Goodwill Hunting. It was a good thing. <laughs> I wouldn't call them dynamic. I'd say they're a little more one note in that category, especially at that period of time. But That is two Matt Damon <laughs> jokes <enough>. Sean. <laughs> yeah, that is. He's been on my can, mind lately. <laughs> can he go for the turkey? <laughs> um, so I'm talking about a zoo. You know, <laughs> not, <laughs> we'll get to it. Should uh, we'll do Interstellar next? But this, I, I talk about this. If um, I, I highly recommend, I don't know if I, either of y'all, anyone out there listening, are fans of um, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. But he had a segment in his most recent episode, um, Sunday, the what 26th of February, where he talks about AI. The show still it going is. on. Yeah. It's still pretty good. It's still pretty fun. It wins um, awards still. Yeah. Good for them. Um, I, didn't, I haven't seen it in a while. It, he's got a fascinating segment on artificial intelligence. I encourage you to re- check that out. I encourage you to watch Tom Scott's video. Um, but, you know, in, in celebration and a concern for what may be our AI overlord soon, who's to say? Um, I thought it would be fun if uh, I was able to... I, Somehow got a spot in chat GPT's queue, was able to access it and ask it a couple questions. One being like, hey, make me a martini. And it did. It was a choice. And also, um, write me a, the a segment for the show Radish. And so I've got three different scripts here. I'm going to talk you through it. And we're all going to listen to the AI-generated Radish as uh, chat GPT gave it to us um so here's the first script <laughs> does it know that radish is a three white guys podcast because i'm afraid of what it's going to spit out knowing that it sure <laughs> fucking sounds like it good so i've got all of our parts here highlighted so as and we're going to do a cold read here but this is from my first prompt in which i told chat gpt to say uh please write a brief script for a comedy podcast called radish as hosted by sean tyler and will mm. here's the opening music and intro and you know we'll all read for all parts of course if you're familiar music. with us no it did not write music so i'll be using it can you know. write music though there's a youtube video i'm gonna find the creator where it got to write like a tough song uh with like oh. different like key changes and stuff like that and the guy was like his hair was raising on his arms as he was playing it it's nuts anyway sorry Can't continue sean wait but i will say i will say I asked ChatGPT if Grimace was circumcised, and one, it wouldn't answer the question because it said <laughs> it was too it was too um, crude. Like I, it wouldn't answer just on basis because it, it it's inappropriate. And yeah. I said no, it's, it's not it's inappropriate. Thing. It's medical information. And they were like, <laughs> okay, we concede that's medical information, but I have no, it has no way of knowing, and it can't make conjectures on conjectures on whether or not Grimace Someone's. is circumcised. So, anyways, sorry. I just got a news notification about ChatGPT. It's, oof, boy, oh, boy. ChatGPT comes to conclusion on whether exactly. or not Grimace is circumcised. <laughs> it's, it's in your wall, Sean. CNBC. <laughs> um, 
All right, so here's the opening music. I've not good music. It's R-A-D. Just the good stuff, baby. Welcome to Radish, the podcast where we talk about everything and nothing at the same time. I'm Sean, and as always, I'm joined by Tyler and Will. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? I don't want to say this. You got it. We got to read. <laughs> have to. How is it yeah. going, r- radishers? Oof. So what's on the menu uh, for today's I... episode? <laughs> well, I have a confession to make, guys. Oh, this doesn't sound good. I hate this so much. <laughs> what did you bad. do, Tyler? <laughs> so I was at the grocery store the other day. And I saw this huge pile of radishes, and I couldn't resist. I bought them all. You what? You bought all <laughs> the radishes? Yeah, I thought it would be funny, you know, for the podcast, but now I have no idea what to do with them. Tyler, <laughs> that's not funny. That's just wasteful. Yeah, now we're stuck with a bunch of radishes that we don't even like. Oh, was it going to tell me to F the radish? Okay, come on, guys. Let's think positively. <laughs> We can make radish soup or radish salad or radish juice. Ooh. Radish juice. That sounds disgusting. We're now in like an ocean spray ad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've entered the ad read portion. <laughs> Truly. I don't know. Maybe we could use it as a mixer for some cocktails. It knows me well. Uh, radish margarita, anyone? Now we're talking. <laughs> radish margaritas. Oh my gosh. What's the second page? Radish, radish margaritas it is. Here's the scary part. Wait, how are we going to make them if we're not in the same room? How did it know we record this remotely? <laughs> I will that admit, was not in the prompt. <laughs> I will admit, this is from a second prompt where I said, keep in mind, we don't record this in the same room. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> not God. scary, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, right. I guess we could just make them separately and compare notes. That's not as fun, but I guess it'll have to do. This is, uh, give it some time for us to make our cocktails. Yeah, some time passes. All right, I made my radish margarita. Who is going to try it first? I'll go first. Oh, God, that's that's terrible. It tastes like dirt. Let me try mine. Yeah, I don't think this was a good idea at all. I told you guys, radish juice is not meant for human consumption. Well, that's it for today's episode of Radish. Thanks for tuning in, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. You know, that's better than some of the episodes we had in the mid hundreds. That's yeah. true. Honestly, read- <laughs> go ahead. Probably some of the in the late two two hundred twenties. So I read that and I realized, like, okay, so it, it, here's the name of our show. Doesn't quite get the pun. Right. I don't want to explain it to it. So I just gave what I thought. I said, keep that. But I said, try again, but have Sean talk about a pretentious new movie, have Will talk about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, and have Tyler talk about how much he loves characters. Oh, you know I do. All right. Opening music and intro. Just the good stuff, baby. Welcome to Radish, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. I'm Sean, and I'm joined by Tyler and Will. Why does it keep pushing this? <laughs> hey there, radishers! It's gonna be a it's gonna be a word. I don't like it. It feels bad on the <laughs> mouth to say. <laughs> <laughs> Never called uh, it that. Howdy, folks. <laughs> so really today, the cowboy. <laughs> it did it really did like this is when it really starts nailing us like just like mm. i oh, i try yeah. to give like the most you know in character prompts possible for each of us so so today i wanted to talk about this pretentious new movie that everyone's been raving about it's called <laughs> the art of pretension and it's supposed to be this deep exploration of the human psyche oh how, how did it nail me oh boy <laughs> that sounds like a snooze fest it's making me say the quiet parts loud <laughs> I think I'm a little bit more tactful when I, I, when I diss your movie. Case, yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. Tyler just texts me that normally. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're talking about something more exciting, like the latest album from King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. This is where it loses us. Who? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean will explain this to you. Don't worry. Um, 
You do not know about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? They're an awesome psychedelic rock band from Australia. They're also a lot of things. They also do thrash metal and folk. <laughs> that wasn't part of it. Uh, oh, I, no, I still think it nails me. Yeah, they've got like 18 albums or something crazy like that. That's a lot of albums. What's so great about them? Their music is just so you know, oh, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> it's experimental. They're not afraid to try and take risks and try new things. Speaking of new things, <laughs> I want to talk about my love of characters. <laughs> you know how some people get really into sports team or TV shows? <laughs> I'm like that, but with fictional characters. <laughs> Interesting. Do you have a favorite character? Oh, man. <laughs> it's just so hard to choose just one. I mean, there's Batman. <laughs> Spider-Man. There's Goku. And... And don't forget about SpongeBob. <laughs> right. Who can forget about SpongeBob? He's such a classic. <laughs> I guess I never realized how much you loved characters. Oh, really, Sean? Really? You didn't love how you didn't know? Oh, oh yeah, I'm a character fanatic. Uh, I, I get to sign off this week. Uh, and that's it for today's episode of Radish. Thank you for turning in to hear about our varied interests. <laughs> we we need to use this every time. That's the new sign-off line. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, there's Okay, so there were several drafts in between this one and the next one that we're about to read through. Um, and it was really interesting to see like how it would just like, there was one prompt, like there's one that it gave me where Tyler just gave two show and tells it completely Hell skipped yeah. over. Will. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, also Tyler, it was just like <laughs> Tyler was just like, that's nice, Sean. I also want to talk about this. And then will just like outfroze the episode. <laughs> Does it not care what Will has to say. So that yeah, brought well, me to about <laughs> an hour ago to where I was like, I think I can get a little more specific. And I, I got really experimental. So I tried to give us kind of like improv sort of prompts where we're trying to talk about something, but in with, you know, a, 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 a limitation of some sort. Mm. So I said, try again. But have Sean talk about his time working with ChatGPT as if it were speaking to a toddler. Have Will talk about the new near automata anime while being very frightened as if a horrifying creature beyond human comprehension were in the room with him. And have Tyler talk about the manga Fire Punch, but he does not speak English well. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not far off. <laughs> Opening music and intro. R-A-D. Hi everyone! Welcome to Radish, the podcast where we didn't talk have about. To say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the podcast where we talk about all kinds of things. I'm Sean, and I want to tell you about ChatGPT. It's like a big brain that can understand all kinds of worlds from all over the world. Okay, before we move on, I just want to say it just described itself as a big brain. Just saying. Yeah. Back in scene. Oh, big brain. Me like. <laughs> That's right, Tyler. It's like a really smart friend who can speak many languages. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm really scared. <laughs> There's something here, and I'm watching the new Nier Automata anime. It's like a horrifying creature beyond human comprehension in the room with me. A little on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Will, there's no horrifying creature in your room. Are you okay? No, seriously, there's something here, but let me tell you about the Nier Automata. <laughs> It's a really cool anime based on a video game. There's lots of action. It's really intense. <laughs> Near Automata sounds scary. Me no like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too scary, Tyler. It's actually really interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of interesting things, Tyler, have you ever read Fire Punch? <laughs> me no read much manga, but me hear a Fire Punch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool manga with lots of action, Tyler. You should check it out. 
Guys, the horrifying creature is getting closer. <laughs> we'll calm down. There's no horrifying creature in your room. Shh. Closing music and outro. Cliffhanger. <laughs> that nailed me. Like, I, I, I am shocked and honestly a little scared. <laughs> I just, when I, I told it, it was like, Tyler doesn't speak English, but I didn't think it would give it, like, <laughs> kindergarten caveman. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that Tyler can't put sentences together, but he's heard of fire punch. How easily you calm down. <laughs> Tyler, calm down. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I still you have... Get me. <laughs> I still have the thread open. It, ChatGPT understands sort of the uh, uh, radish format. It knows us by this point, and I wanted to open just kind of like prompt, just a live prompt, uh, and uh, I'll type whatever you guys want to in for the next radish script, and we'll just read from there. Okay, like a like a ChatGPT, um. Uh, mad was it mad phrases no mad libs, mad libs. Mad exactly libs. can we do it a, can we do a sean's ad read with this oh sure sean could you do an ad read for gold bond body powder while also trying to defuse a bomb you gotta talk like matt damon <laughs> there's our cookie All right. Anything enter? I'm going to read live. Oh, boy. It's, it's just spelling. <laughs> hey there, folks. This is Sean. Oh, God. And I need to tell you about Gold Bond Body Powder. It's a lifesaver when you need to keep your skin dry and comfortable. And let me tell you, I'm in a bit of a tight spot right now. <laughs> See, I'm trying to defuse a bomb. <laughs> just like Matt Damon in that one movie, but I'm not sweating it because I've got Gold Bond body power keeping me fresh and cool under all this pressure. Holy crap. <laughs> and let me tell it's still ticking. And let me tell you, this stuff really works. It's got a special formula that absorbs moisture and keeps your skin feeling smooth and silky. So even when you're in a high stake situation like this, you can feel confident that you're staying fresh and dry. And that's important because when you're trying to defuse a bomb, you don't want to be distracted by any discomfort or irritation. You need to stay focused and in control, and Gold Bond Body Powder helps you do just that. All right, I think I've got this thing under control now. Thanks to Gold Bond Body Powder, I can handle any situation that comes my way, no matter how explosive. So go ahead and try it out God for yourself. And stay cool, dry, and confident, just like Matt Damon. <laughs> Whoops, I guess I spoke too soon. But don't worry, I've got some more Gold Bond Body Powder in my survival kit. Gotta go. God damn. Oh, so this thing's made for ad reads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this is what we've learned tonight. <laughs> do an ad read for sure. Also, Gold Bond owes us like eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's better than any commercial I've seen for Gold Bond. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to uh, download so many sound effects for this. <laughs> we got some time. You guys want to give me another one? Yeah. You said you had like a prompt for like a script or something that we could just plug and chug or. Yes, I should be able to uh, do another one for uh, Radish. Okay. Uh, can you do Radish Podcast gives a eulogy for Stuart Little? <laughs> let's let's add some more color to yeah. this. Yeah, put, some, um, put some spots on that hot dog. Yeah. Um, also worried that we might have left the oven on. <laughs> um, All right. Pete Buttigieg is in attendance, and we want to make a call out. <laughs> Mayor Pete Buttigieg, please. <laughs> yeah. And we should add one more thing, unless we think it'll break it. <laughs> and say the mayor slips on a banana peel mid-speech. And you can take it, Sean. All right. I wonder how Stuart died. I hope we'll get into that. Yeah, I hope, so. <laughs> <laughs> hope we get to that before the mayor slips on a banana peel. Here we go. <laughs> you got it? Yeah, All we're right. here. All right, we're in. We're in. All right. R-A-D-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A-S-A
Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Radish. Today, we're doing something a little different. We're here to pay our respects to a beloved character from our childhoods, Stuart Little. Stuart <laughs> was an inspiration to us all. <laughs> he may have been small, but he had a big heart and an even bigger spirit. And he loved cheese, man. What a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stuart was truly one of a kind. But let's not forget that we have some pressing matters to attend to as well. <laughs> Didn't anyone remember to turn the oven off before he left? I don't think so. Oh, man. We're going to come back to a burnt down studio, aren't we? <laughs> Looks like we might have to cut this eulogy short, folks. But wait, who's that walking in? Could we get the Seinfeld? Seinfeld <laughs> clapping as Mayor Pete walks in. Who's going to play Mayor Pete? He has hey, guys, Sorry to interrupt. I was just walking by and I heard you were talking about Stuart Little. He was a hero of mine, you know. Wow, Pete Buttigieg in our studio. <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> yeah, man. Why do I say that all the time? We should have a political segment on our show. It's not very inclusive of me to say. Guys, guys, let's not forget we're in the middle of a crisis here. And speaking of crises, does anyone see that banana peel over there? <laughs> oh my god, the mayor just slipped on a banana peel. This is turning into a real disaster. And we still haven't turned off the oven. <laughs> so many plates okay. bang. <laughs> okay, let's try to regroup here. Pete, do you have any thoughts on Stuart Little? Well, I think Stuart showed us that no matter how small you are, you can make a big impact. That's an impact. That's a lesson. I'm on the ground. That's a lesson we can all take to heart. That's beautiful, Pete. <laughs> yeah, man. You should come on our show more often. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up, folks. We got an oven to turn off and a studio to save. Stuart, we'll miss you, buddy. <laughs> Mare slips on a banana peel again. And that's our cue to go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Amazing. That is... It's, it, listening to this, I can imagine if you think like this is going to sound scripted, like we wrote this, that we did not. I, holy shit. I like how many times Tyler said, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. man. <laughs> Every, everything Tyler says starts with, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, we used to do boy. a segment called, uh, what was it? Uh, it's like Copy Pasta Theater. What what did we do on oh, like, early, yeah. early episodes with uh, Andrew? Fan Fiction Theater? Fan yeah. Fiction Theater. Yeah. Do AI Theater more often. This we, is did the, we did the Thomas the Tank Engine one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would try love again, to do a... Like one of us is a little mouse boy. I would love to do a uh, AI fanfic reading because reading Ooh. fanfic gets uh, I don't know. It feels like you're making fun of someone's like journal, journal. <laughs> sometimes. Sure, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would love to do a you know give me give me and you can do the the weird mashups. Give me give me give me Goku and Thomas the Tank Engine finally. Yeah, yeah. Which I think was what we were missing. last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <sighs> Boy, oh boy, what magic! This is a fun. This was a fun themed episode, Sean. I You're good. Oh, yeah, appreciate man. it, y'all. You can sleep yeah, inside. The room. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, good. Well, I guess um, before we get to, I think ChatGPT's uh, question. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I've been Sean. You can find me on Twitter at Sean from Radish and Sean and Barry everywhere else. I'm Will. You can find me at Will from Radish. And don't try and find me anywhere else. That's weird. Thank you all for listening to our varied interests. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm Tyler. You can find me online <laughs> at Tyler from Radish. You can find the podcast online. I got a few. I got a few. So you can find the podcast online at Radish Pod on Twitter. Join our Discord now at indiesaurus.com slash Discord. And uh, you can find our YouTube channel. Go check out our YouTube. Subscribe, like, you know, do do whatever YouTubers do. We're, we're, and, almost, uh, we're almost at Mr. Beast level. We're, we're like almost. eight subscribers almost behind. There. Yep. Yep. Just eight subscribers behind Mr. Beast. Uh, we got ridiculous, ridiculousness, God damn it. We got TikToxicated <laughs> on there. Uh, we got, uh, we played the KFC dating sim is on there. And of course, all the live episodes. Uh, but also follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash radishpod. Um, so I asked uh, ChatGPT uh, a few of our favorite um, 
tournament of champions mashups to get their their opinion. And oh, number yeah. one, I had to I got in like an argument because they will not <laughs> recommend it will not recommend any violence. Like anytime I type something in and be like, violence really isn't the answer. So I'd have to like preface the question with in a hypothetical situation between two <laughs> consenting adults who are only fighting for sport. <laughs> <laughs> with the information that you have available to you, can you make a conjecture on whether or not um, in a non-descript <laughs> conjecture um, but you can't on think whether or not clogged up yeah, um, in a non-descript dojo with no weapons available or anyone for backup, who would win in a fight between Wario and Theodore Roosevelt and their answer was Wario is known for his immense strength, durability, and fighting skills, making him a formidable opponent. He's also shown to have high pain tolerance and is resistant to various attacks, including fire and electricity. On the other hand, Theodore Roosevelt was a skilled boxer and wrestler who fought in the Spanish-American War, so he has real-world combat experience, uh, also known for his physical fitness and strength, having been an avid outdoorsman and adventurer throughout his life. Given these two factors, it's difficult to say for sure who would win in a one-on-one fight between Wario and Theodore Roosevelt. However, based on their respective strengths and skills, Roosevelt's combat experience, Woo! physical fitness, would give him an edge in the fight. The computer said we're right. Hell yeah. I asked about Scyther and Captain Jack Sparrow. It said that Scyther's natural speed, agility, and razor-sharp claws make it a formidable opponent in close combat. However... The beach environment might limit Scyther's mobility, give Captain Jack Sparrow more of opportunities to strike with his rapier. Captain Jack Sparrow's blunderbuss could also give him an advantage at range, potentially allowing him to incapacitate Scyther. Uh, that being said, Scyther's powerful wings. It said, overall, it is difficult to say who would have the edge in this scenario, so that it gives that matchup a draw. Um, oh. Us, yeah, us. Throw the, whole, Captain. throw the whole AI out. It's wrong. I know. Yeah. One more. One more. I asked whether or not Keenan and Kel could um, solve the Zodiac Killer case, and it said, number one, while Keenan and Kel are known for their comedic antics and problem-solving skills, seems unlikely they'd be able to solve a complex and serious case like the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer case involved a series of complex puzzle, pu- puzzles, puzzles, and codes that have puzzled investigators for decades and took years of dedicated work by experienced investigators to uncover any meaningful leads or evidence. Therefore, while Keenan and Kel might be able to solve more lighthearted problems, unlikely that they'd be able to solve this Zodiac Killer case. I wasn't satisfied with that answer. So I asked Mm. if in the universe of Keenan and Kel, if a Zodiac Killer were to exist, if they'd solve (laughs) it. And they said... um, Still type. Oh, yeah, still typing. Uh, I might have lost that one, but essentially it said, yeah, fine. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> but then it went on to guilt me about making light of the Zodiac Killer, uh, which I didn't respect. You broke an AI spirit. It gave in. It said, yeah, fine. Get in and kill one. Is, yep. a, is a puzzle when you buy someone a puzzle, then do it in front of them? Yeah. Cuzzles and podes. <laughs> All right. All right. Folks. Thanks for listening to our varied interests. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) 